electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Part of that is short term, right? When you have this drop in yields, that's going to make some of the growthier companies all of a sudden a little bit more attractive. But in the longer term, I think that investors, even within the tech space, they're looking for safety. So it's the big tech, well-capitalized companies that you're seeing have done better over the last week or so versus some of the smaller, less well-capitalized companies. And that brings us back to something we've talked about for a long time, Carl and Sarah, which is um, this idea of the bundle versus best of breed. If you are looking to cut your costs, looking to sort of narrow your software focus and you're an enterprise, maybe you look to Microsoft, which may not do everything well, but does everything good enough. Even so, today you are seeing a few bright spots. You've got Sentinel One, um, you've got Smartsheets, which reported last night. These are solid recurring revenue plays in a moment where investors want some uh, how do we call it? Safety, I suppose. Yeah. But, but are they really safe if one of the fallouts from this crisis and yeah. failure of SVB is that you're going to get less cloud spending and less enterprise tech spending yeah. because a lot of these businesses have just gone through the ringer. And especially if you are consumption-based cloud model, that is going to be a tougher proposition. And if you're a smaller company that, say, needs to raise more money, the financing landscape for technology companies is changing beneath their feet in real time. Talk about the public markets, but the private markets as well. You talk to a lot of startups that were getting lines of credit from Silicon Valley Bank. The next era of disruptors are going to have a much more difficult time, and I think that's what... Um, is being sorted out at the moment. That's what I'm hearing from investors, from startup founders, everyone in the space. The loss of Silicon Valley Bank has been really tough, but of course they're out there as well. Last night, uh, sending a note, the CEO saying, come back to us. What I'm hearing is that companies are going to be careful to do so. We're kind of in a vacuum in terms of uh, corporate guidance and reports, but Adobe's going to give us a little yes. a touch on where things stand at the moment for enterprise software. Adobe's going to tell us a lot as well, I think, about the deal landscape, because remember they did that 20, trying to do that $20 billion acquisition of Figma. It's very split on the street as to whether investors like this or didn't like it because some saw it as sort of they had to do it, do or die, or they're going to be disrupted by their companies, incumbents like Canva or bigger players like Microsoft. That's having trouble going through, right? The DOJ is taking a look at that deal as well as Microsoft's Activision Blizzard. So do you do what they're doing, try and grow in this moment through acquisitions, or do you do what Zuckerberg is doing? I think one note this morning, Carl, said it was taking a machete to the layoffs. I mean, didn't mince any words. I think it's now 23, 24 percent. Right. Um, that they're cutting, and that is working for the street that wants to see a focus on core, maybe focus on organic growth. Yeah, and profits. The Nasdaq is actually the best performer today, down less than a percent. This after Foxconn reported a 10% dip in fourth quarter profits and said it would ramp up investments outside of China, and consumer demand is slowing. How big a red flag is that for consumer tech and, oh, maybe Apple? Steve Kovac is here to discuss. Was this a surprise, Steve? Not really, because Apple actually had very similar warnings that we just got from Foxconn. Now, remember, 
Bloomberg, Kelly, last fall was when those shutdowns in China really impacted the iPhone production, their ability to meet the targets that they wanted to meet, specifically in Zhengzhou, which is where the Foxconn facility, the so-called iPhone city is, where most of those uh, iPhone pros that didn't make it out in time for Christmas were supposed to be made. So what Foxconn is saying is very similar to what Tim Cook and Luca Maestri, the CFO, said on their earnings call, which is, look, you know, it's going to improve quarter over quarter our sales, our iPhone sales, because we got that facility back up to production. But it's year over year, sales are going to be down. And also just overall, the consumer demand picture that Foxconn said, we've heard this before from other companies. I'll point to Microsoft as the best example. Windows revenue fell 39% in that same quarter. PC demand is falling. Smartphone demand is falling. Even Apple's not immune. Yeah, no, we uh, we had a boom. We had too much of everything, yeah. and now it's unwinding. Would you say, though, that other tech companies seem like they're hit harder in terms of layoffs and right-sizing? Is it that they, other companies expanded more and are now downsizing more? Or is Apple seeing perhaps higher, just put it in context. Yeah, well, Apple, Apple's not downsizing, that's for sure. Right. But, and in fact, they put out in one of their disclosures that they're going to increase their spending on suppliers. That's Foxconn, that's many others. Now, that could be because of a lot of things, but it could also be they expect some you know, improvement in the back half of the year from other products and the iPhones. So, look, they're not necessarily downsizing. And in fact, for the full year, their uh, analysts are expecting, you know, very modest revenue growth that Apple can ho- think or many hope that Apple can beat at least. So you don't think they're going to there's like a uh, I don't want to keep using the expression shoot a drop. Yeah. yeah. Um, but is there an expectation that they were able to kind of meet the higher demand during the pandemic without having to over expand? Or was it just all happening on more of the Foxconn piece of this? It's, it's more the Foxconn piece. And, and look, I this is one of my first questions to Tim Cook and the last earnings was, you know, are you guys back up? to capacity yet. And he kind of gave this interesting answer saying, we're back up to capacity to what we need to meet, meaning, mm-hmm. you know, maybe it's not full 100% capacity at, at, the, at iPhone City, but we are able to meet the demand we have right now, which is, you know, technically going to be lower. All right, Steve, thank you. We thank appreciate you. it, Steve Kovac. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. So you need a business partner just like you. Like FedEx, who understands your passion for serving your customers because they have the same commitment towards you. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. What's more, FedEx Ground is faster to more locations than UPS Ground. Trust FedEx for timely deliveries. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx.